I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. I'm back after a few uh, complications and my health hopefully will be back on track again. But in the meantime, I'm back when I can be back. It's nothing serious, just a few adjustments to medications and all kinds of other crazy stuff that seem to not be working so i'm gonna have to go back to the doctor and say hey this isn't working let it start over do something else but in the meantime i'm gonna keep doing shows until i'm told i gotta take a break again which i doubt i will i think i'm gonna be fine i'm just you know i i just friday i had this show planned to uh, talk about maui and um and it's been on my mind a lot and i and i thought you know i was away when the stories first began and I was hearing other talk show hosts give their opinions on what's going on. And I wanted so badly to give you my thoughts on this because I think, you know, I, I do have some unique ideas here that uh, may or may not get you thinking about what's really happening here. Back when I was in high school, I was, uh, I was, I was one of those jocks, played football for about 10 minutes, you know, and then uh, I got told by my doctor that if I played, I'd, I'd blow my knees out and I wouldn't be worth anything by the time I'm 56. And, uh, yeah, my knees are bad, but not as bad as, you know, so I, I got into, I got out of football, got into being a drama geek. And, uh, I was one of the drama geeks that really thought, Hey, I'm going to take pride in what we do. We, we called ourselves the performing arts club of Kearns, called ourselves the plat, the, the pack. And we had the biggest drama club ever. People joined. They want to be a part of it. We were doing all kinds of things, independent theater and movie making and TV and all this cool stuff. We were having a lot of fun. And our, our school, actually, uh, we took pride in our school plays, musicals. We had elaborate sets on stage. It actually built to be similar to a Hollywood soundstage. It was huge. So we later, it, what happened is that after we had the big soundstage, it wasn't enough. So they went and they dug out this bottom portion of the school and made a little theater they constructed in a downstairs drama room, which was cool. And then there we could perform smaller plays. And and we did. We performed some really small plays there. We performed uh, Ten Little Indians. We did Our Town. And we did uh, The Lottery, The Crucible. Just, uh, you know, regular plays where people could surround the stage. And so they were, they were like, really close. And, and Our Town, the, uh, Thornton Wilder's Our Town, will always be one of my favorite plays. It's it's one of my favorite plays of all time. It's charming, it's interesting, and it's very, very... I mean, it's so simple in its message. I just love Our Town. It's my favorite play. Then there's The Lottery and The Crucible. And, and they've always been uh, plays that have haunted me because of the political message they send. The Lottery, of course, is a short story written by Shirley Jackson, and we were performing that when we first got into school. It was about a group of people who, what they do is they gather around in the middle of this town and they have a lottery every year. 
And, and so it's, it's the deadly lottery. And in the lottery, family members each receive a paper, and then the one who has the black dot on their paper is stoned to death. And the reason the lottery was created was because the little village wanted to maintain control with their population. They wanted to maintain population control the best way possible. If the population were growing any faster... They would run out of food for the whole village. So to slow the growth down, they had this annual lottery. They created this lottery. They began hosting it for generations. And the fact that the villagers have been doing the tradition for so long, they just did it without thinking. Somebody's got to die this year. Who's going to draw the Who's going to draw the spot? Who's going to draw that little little dot? That's going to mean you're going to die. And we're going to stone you to death. And the thing about that play is, is that you know. I read that play when I was younger. I don't think anybody, I don't think any young people today know of that play. Because I'm sure that nobody wants anyone to catch on that it's a metaphor for our times. Because we hear from unelected leaders of the world and, and, they're, and they're saying the population control is key to eliminating scarcity and mitigating climate change. Population control. Intentionally targeting people and letting them die. For the greater good, the mitigation of climate change. They did it with COVID. They're going to do it for climate change. And then we have the the uh, powerful political message from Arthur Miller in The Crucible. Now, when it debuted in 1956, it was obvious what Miller was doing. Miller was, you know, sending up Joseph McCarthy. And McCarthy is in the House Committee on Un-American Activities. And Miller had recognized, you know, similar fanaticism in Salem with the Salem witch trials after being called to testify before the committee he was convicted of contempt of Congress by refusing to identify other entertainers president communist meetings they had attended in the 1930s and as a result of failing to name names Miller was blacklisted in Hollywood for several years and then his play of course Miller used factual names and trial records from the 1692 Salem witch trials namely the judges the clergy and the accusations of several teenage girls uh, one in which was uh, Tatuba, T. Alicia Hill's slave who was tortured until confessing that she was a witch. So bearing witness to a society in crisis and looking at all the hidden agendas that have devastating consequences. The Crucible, of course, is one of those uh, timeless parables that is still relevant, like the like like the, the lottery, still relevant. More so in the 21st century than ever. I think a lot of people don't even know these plays. And coincidentally, when you're looking at what a crucible is, a crucible's kind of got this paranormal thing to it because it's it's basically a uh, it's a metal container like a cauldron or a, or, a, or a ceramic bowl where we melt metals. You know, kind of an alchemical melting of lead or the alchemical melting of of uh, of metal. It's a container that melts metal. It's uh, when you subject it to very high temperatures, things melt. And it's used in all chemical fire rituals. So how important it is for us to now recognize as I've been bringing up these plays and these political and very important metaphoric plays that we can attest to the fact that we're seeing political witch hunts happening now. And sadly, we've seen one of the most horrific fire rituals of our time with the flames that consumed Maui. And I'm going to talk more about that coming up on Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight... 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469 You are listening to Ground Zero I'm Clyde Lewis
and we'll be back. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.